Do you want to be inspired by other brilliant business owners? Find out how and why they set their brilliant businesses up. Discover some of the triumphs and struggles they face along the way. If so, then you are in the right place. Welcome to the Brilliant Businesses Podcast. We interview business owners to find out their story and journey as to how they set their businesses up. We believe that story is an important way of making their businesses shine, and we share those stories on this podcast. Keep building those brilliant businesses. So good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to a Brilliant Businesses podcast. My name is Nick Bryant, and I'm very pleased to be joined today by Lauren Cavallo um, from You Raise Me Up. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Nick. How are you? All right? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Good, good. Thanks for coming in. Um, a little bit of background about You Raise Me Up. Um, they're a charity, and their sole purpose is to raise funds to support families that have suffered the loss of an adult child between the age of 16 and 25, uh, providing compassion, support, and understanding. Um, Lauren's role is, 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 is a massively important role, and she's going to tell us why she does the role and how it all came about. That's all right. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, so I lost my son, Adam, um, 12 and a half years ago, um, completely out of the blue. Mm. So um, I'm a mum of three children. Adam was my oldest. Uh, he was 19 at the time. He'd gone away for the weekend to see some friends and we were expecting him back home for a, uh, a massive party that we were having for a lot of family and friends. Yeah. And I got that phone call that no parent ever wants to receive, mm. followed by the police knocking on the door as well because they didn't know that we'd already been given the news via, via a phone call, um, to say that Adam had taken his own life. Okay. This was devastating, to say the least. Um, I thought and said, actually, to my two other children, that's it. You can't, our, you can't our, go on. Our lives are over. Mm. Our lives are over. Mm. And I've always felt bad about that, okay. still, and still do. But I've been able to apologise to them. Okay. And thankfully prove that I was wrong. Right. Well, I don't know what to say. I mean, that's so tough. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a parent as, a, as, as, as you know, it, I don't know. I don't know how to, how you cope with it. So, you know, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, I, I like to think that in what I've chosen to do by helping other people, yeah. that's been part of my healing journey. Okay. Um, I'm not sure that I necessarily set out to do that. Um, but I just kind of it felt it's it, it natural kind of, thing. It just it it happened in that mm. way. Um, I met Jane Brooks um, very early on after I'd lost my son Adam. Um, just wanted to actually give her some money that we had raised for okay. Adam's, Adam's funeral. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than have any flowers, people gave us some money. Mm. And um, my other son Harry um, just said, "I said, look, we need to find a charity to give this money to." And I said, just just needs to be something to do with young people. Yeah. Adam was young. Let's. Uh... So he said, look, mum, there's this local charity called You Raise Me Up. I'll contact them. So we did. Um, I met Jane. I said, can I give you this money? Yeah. And she said, thank you very much. That's great. But can I come and see you? Nope. Nope. That's fine. Just need to give you the money. Yeah. I don't want any part of this. Sort yeah, of, yeah. 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 
Um, and bless her, she said, oh, please, I'd like oh, to meet you. Okay. So she came and, and that was it. Our friendship, more than anything, was forged then. Yeah. Um, and we spent um, many times um, with her and her husband, Fraser, and their son, Ollie, mm. um, just talking to each other. Yeah. There were a couple of other families who had joined. They just set up the charity. Mm. Um, they just wanted to speak to other people. Yeah. Yeah, who've been through the same thing. Yeah, so a, a problem half, problem shared is a problem half. It's a bit like that, really. I think, I think yeah. it, it just just to make you feel not so alone. Mm. Because mm. when something like this happens, um, losing a child suddenly, um, you feel very alone. Yes, and and then I had the added complexity of the fact that it was the suicide, mm. and all the emotions guilt um that goes with that yeah do you, do you you point the finger at yourself some for a lot of the time for that i did for a long time yeah, yeah i yeah. did for a long time mm. um now working with that so i so i became sorry going back to that so yes. jane, jane persuade i said i'd been thinking had had thought in the past about being a counselor and she just said oh please please do okay we're going to need a counselor for the charity so I actually set up the counselling service, right? And, okay. and we now have a you know a, a team, yeah. Um, and learning, I think, actually, you know, just doing my counselling training was a lot of therapy in itself. Yeah. For me, having to work on every corner of my soul, as it were. Well, I guess you, you're you're on the course. You're you're learning tools to, to to help other people with it, which is just helping you with it, isn't it? Because and there were tools that you never knew existed or oh absolutely yeah, yeah okay yeah and mm. there, there was just a, a plethora of emotion mm. and some that people wouldn't necessarily think that you would have to kind of go through and the kind of uh, dynamics of people's comments how other people respond to us yeah. how they react to us if yeah. they see you in the street do they come and talk to you? Yeah. I mean, you said to me earlier, you can ask me anything. And I just thought, well, I don't, I don't know that. I found that that's quite awkward because I don't, I, if, if I didn't know you from, from this and, and I'd heard that news, I wouldn't know what to say to you. And I certainly wouldn't feel I have any right to ask you anything. Uh, but that's the wrong perception, I think, isn't it? And that's probably one of the problems that you face. It, it is, yeah. and, and, and it's quite normal for people. It's it's really difficult, and mm. I was probably like that myself mm. before it happened to me. Gosh, what what do you say to somebody? Mm. The first thing I would say that is okay is just ask somebody um, their child's name. Okay, yeah. Let's let's not forget. <laughs> yeah. And you know, because you connect then, and it shows an element of. Respect, yeah. understanding, yeah. uh, and acknowledgement. So your son's name was? Adam. Excellent. Okay, yeah, Adam. Thank you. Yeah. Let's refer to him as Adam, Adam. not just... Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, so that means a lot to us. And I always say to people, because I, I do train people in bereavement now and how they can support somebody yeah. um, bereaved of a, of a young person um, and suicide specifically as well. Um, you're not going to upset them. Any more? It can't be worse than, can it? No. than we already are. Mm. Mm. So, but okay. we'd rather you mention if somebody really doesn't want to say any more. But but asking just somebody's name is okay, yeah. and not anything too personal yeah. because they may not be in a position to want to open up a conversation. But at least acknowledging yeah. their 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 child. Yeah. So the 
The charity You Raise Me Up, um, just tell us why that's called You Raise Me Up. So um, Jane Fraser Brooks um, set the charity up after the loss of their daughter, who was called Megan. Okay. Meg loved uh, Westlife. Right, okay. And she actually followed, although she, she was profoundly deaf, but yeah. she followed Westlife all over and, and went to many concerts. And so it seemed fitting for them that that was the, the, the song they yeah. had at the, her funeral. And also they decided to call um, the, the charity after in Meg's honour. Excellent. That's really cute. So um, what? I was going to ask you why you do what you do, but I think you've explained why you do it. You know, it's quite clear why you do it to help others. Um, but I think it's something that, I guess what something you're trying to get across is to, to stop people from worrying to talk about it and to be open about it, about suicide. Um, it's a topic which should be discussed and it should be, it should be out more in the open and not pushed aside, uh, especially with mental health at the moment. And um, I, I don't know, it's, it's almost like it's fashionable mental health is at the moment. Is that, yeah. Am I bad in saying that? Yeah. No, it's, I think a lot of people saying it, it seems very, very in and yeah. it's kind of a bit of a buzzword and, some places are kind of doing things as tick box exercises yeah. rather than actually really fully understanding the meaning mm. of that. And I actually, I deliver mental health um, first aid courses to organisations and you can tell whether there's a sense of we just have to do this because the government might make it mandatory yeah. at some point. Yeah. But I'd like to think that after I've delivered some training and we're encouraged to use our own anecdotal evidence so i talk about adam i talk about my loss yeah. and not knowing not understanding not seeing what was going on for him mm. and, and how i've now taken that to um talk about how we break down the stigma how yeah. we break the silence yeah and that's that's why suicide has become such a huge issue, particularly in young people. Mm. It is the biggest um, cause of death in young people under 35. Is that? So it's five, horrendous, five, isn't it? Five young people every day. Why? Why do, why do they do it? There are, there are many reasons. Um, fear of um, being a burden on those around them. Okay. Feeling of isolation, um, but these things are quite difficult to te detect. So when I say isolation, I think before I lost Adam, I probably would have thought that would mean somebody who doesn't have any friends, yeah, a bit of a, much of a life. Yeah. Um, Adam had a huge number of friends, was a very sporty, beautiful girlfriend, good supportive family. Um, and, and you know, you never he, saw it coming. Never ever. No. And I think anybody that knew him would say the same. He was the life and soul of the party. So he must have been isolated with his thoughts mm. somewhere deep mm. within him that he didn't feel he could talk about. Mm. And I, but that it's that that I've taken now, and in the talks that I give. So my my passion now is to talk to other parents, teachers in schools, yeah. to develop a programme. We, we're not talking about it, and it enough. There is a, a fear of once you start, and, and lots of kind of myths and, and, and misconceptions yeah. around talking about suicide. Yeah. Is it healthy? Is it going to make somebody 
do it by talking about it. Okay. <laughs> um, that, that's actually a really big one. Yeah, is it? Um, and all research shows that that's not the case. Okay. So in talking about suicide with those around us, or if you're feeling this way, you know, something big has happened, you might feel like you just want to end it all. Mm. Asking that question, asking a direct question, gives that person the opportunity, even if they don't say there and then and tell you, it shows them that you will go there. Yeah. That you're not panicked by it. Yeah. You can have that conversation with me. Whether it's now or maybe at some point in the future, you'll know that I've mentioned that. Mm. Yeah, I can see how that helps because, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm picturing it. I'm picturing the classroom of, of kids, if you like, someone talking about it or not talking about it and someone suffering with it without and feel they can't speak about it. But when that teacher or that counsellor like yourself says the word and starts talking about it that must give them quite relief it it it, it does and i I mean certainly as a counsellor you know in the therapy room it's probably easier in some senses when i'm in that counselling situation Mm. um because i do if if i'm concerned i will always ask and it's part of what we do is is you know ask somebody if they're in danger to themselves how how they're feeling about that um, but that's more difficult in a social situation or educational situation of how we kind of ascertain that what what's going on for them. Mm. Um, but th- and this is why I think in schools, um, although there's a lot of mental health training and it's spoken of a lot, yeah. but actually we know that many teachers and also parents are still afraid of knowing exactly what to say and how to open up that conversation Mm. because they fear sort of reprisals of, you know, are you going to give them the idea? Because they just haven't had that specific training. And this is something that that myself and and many other, there are many other people who are out there trying to do this and get it into education. Mm. Um, That's where we need to start because the numbers in young people are the highest growth area with the whole suicide statistics. It's almost like it should be part of the curriculum. Absolutely. Is that right? It it is. Roman Kemp um, did a a TV programme literally a few weeks ago, and he is is calling for that for more more, um, education Mm. around mental health relating to suicide Mm. to be in schools. That's how we're going to prevent this. Yeah, that that was my next question. What what do we do? How do we stop this? But um, I guess things like this, which is going to help... Yeah, talking to, you know, giving giving teachers and parents the the tools, what to look out for, how do we spot those signs? Yeah. Are the signs there? The signs may in my case I didn't I didn't know no. what, what I was looking yeah. for. But how do you open up that conversation and what can you say and, and what not to say as well? Mm. You know, there are certain languages around suicide, so we don't use the word committed anymore. Okay. So the connotation with commit suicide is that it's um you know, it's a crime. Yes. And and so that's not a great so so we really, really encourage people to not not use that word anymore. And mm. of course the words like fail or success, yeah. failed or we don't use that kind of language. So those kind of things are, are the things that um you know we, we talk about. But more importantly, I believe we should, within our homes, almost dinner table talk. Yeah. This may seem a bit strange to people, but my God, I wish I had. Of course, yeah. And who I, cares? I, 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 you know? Exactly, yeah. who cares? If, 
numerous, numerous parents say to me, if only I'd known. Mm. I would have gone to a talk like that in school if somebody had come in. If only I had known. I knew something was up with my child. I didn't know what to say. So the kind of thing that I do, and I still say it to my other children now who are in their 20s, look, you're going through a tough time, your jobs, relationships, you may have money worries. If you ever feel like you've had enough and you feel like you just want to end it all, just know that you can come and talk to me Absolutely. about anything. Mm. And I always get met with, oh, mom, you keep saying that. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I'm not stop, stopping saying it. And mm. if we all do that and just say to our children, you can come to me and talk to me. Yeah. And you won't always feel like this. There is hope. Mm. There yeah. is hope. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, what what can we do with this podcast? How can we can, how can we get the message out there? What 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 do we need to tell people to do? I mean, you just said it, but so break the silence. Break the silence. Yeah. Um, the stigma is 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 important around what people think and feel around suicide. Yeah. Um, you know, people think it's you know, if someone talks about it, it's a cry for help. Well, if it's a cry for help, then that person needs help. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, uh, it's not selfish act. See it for what it actually is. Yeah, that mm. that person is not well in some way. Mm. They may have experienced a trauma, even something may have happened to them in mm. their lives, and it may be as a response to that that they've never been able to deal with or speak about. And so it's led them to taking their own lives because they've not been able to speak to somebody, mm. perhaps about a specific traumatic situation that mm. they um, uh, experienced. So for people to just just talk about it. Years ago, we, we had campaigns like Stranger Danger. Yes. We were talking to young children mm. about not getting in a car, you know, with, with a stranger. Mm. That's pretty dark stuff. Mm. And yet... We get met with, oh, we don't want to talk about suicide or don't talk to us about this because it's not very not very palatable. Well, actually, unless we do, these numbers are going to keep growing. Mm-hmm. So we need to make parents and teachers aware and they in turn need to speak to their children and just say, look, if this is how you, if you ever get to this point, just know you can always come and talk to me. Talk, yeah. Or we'll get somebody for you to talk to yeah. professionally. Yeah, because um, I it's... It, a parent could say that or a teacher could say that and the, and the person who's having the bad feelings could come to them but if that teacher or that parent is not approaching it in the right way then it could have bad effects as well like you said because i wouldn't have thought that i wouldn't not to use the word commit because it's something that you read about you see about you've heard about it um but you don't realize how detrimental that could be uh so i think is it important for them to say look we can get some help for you professional help or yeah absolutely if they need that Mm. i I think it's the kind of and and use the word if you need to as well use the word suicide Mm. or end your life but not you're not going to do anything silly are you you're not going to do anything daft so people do say that we know i I, we've all kind of yeah it kind of rolls off yeah but that person is already feeling pretty rubbish anyway. Yeah. So we don't want to be saying things like that. No. Let's be more specific mm. because that's kind of minimizing also what's going on for them. Mm. So by being more specific and saying, look, are you thinking of ending your life? Yeah. Or have you had some often people say, I've just had enough. Right. What do you mean by that? Yeah. Ask them. Yeah. What, what exactly do you mean by that? Be direct with them. Be direct mm. and tell me, I'm here to listen. Mm. I've got the time. I'm here and I want to listen. Okay. And what about um, the support for people that have actually gone through it? 
like yourself? And what support do you get? Or did you get other lobsters than talking to great charities? Um, well, back then, 12 years ago, um, I didn't really. In no. fact, um, I, I did have a counsellor. Mm. Um, and with counselling, I'm, I'm kind of pausing there because not all counsellors are going to have experienced everything people have been through. No, no, yes. So one, one of the good points about having had the experience myself is that people say that I really do understand what they've been through. Yeah. And, and because I lost my son to suicide and, and even through the charity, the highest number um, proportionally are losses to suicide. Of course, people do lose their children to, to yeah. sudden illness mm. and, and road traffic accidents, etc. And, and certainly, you know, the loss is loss of your child. So it's just that, unfortunately, statistics-wise. So... People that, that, that I help where they know and I'm very open that I've had that experience myself, mm. they feel that that is shared grief okay. almost for them, yeah. that I can really empathise um, authentically because I know those kind of comments are going to come. Yeah. And so I can give them those tools firsthand mm. of how they can help themselves and support themselves and their families whilst they go through this. Yeah. It's a very lonely place. Yes, I can imagine. Well, I can't imagine. Um, no. uh, it's, it's, it must be it must be dreadful. Um, so the, the, I think the message we need to get across is to, is to talk, isn't it? And to be open about it and be direct about it. We, we need to not be so scared of it. And I understand mm. and I get why people are afraid of it. Yeah. But you know, in the same way as I was just saying about the stranger check, that's how we prevent this from happening. Yeah. Let's just talk about it, but safely. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you know, let people know that it's okay to talk about it in a safe way. Mm. And there is, there needs to be more guidance in schools. I, I yeah. honestly believe that that's where this needs to start because if we, if we, if we get it right at the, the beginning, right, if, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the words. Yeah. If we get it, if we get it right in the beginning, then by the time people are older, you know, we, we've, we, they've got some kind of um, tools. They know what to do. They yeah. know they can, by then it's kind of drummed into them. Yeah. 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 Um, so are you looking for um, people to come to you um, to, for help as in organizations or schools um, so that you can go in there and talk about the subject? Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, I would love to. I, I've done um, a few schools already, and okay. it's been really well received. Excellent. Mm. Um, and sadly, a couple of those schools, it's where they'd had a loss, that- so they were really, really keen. Mm. Um, I even supported some some students uh, as a group as well, just to kind of talk about okay. uh, their friend that they lost. Um, but yeah, I would like more schools to you know, allow us to come in mm. and um, I have another colleague who's also lost um, a young child and, you know, we, we can do these talks okay. and just tell parents and teachers all the stuff. So personally yeah. and professionally, that combination of what I've accumulated over those years yeah. and from all those other families, all the stuff that we wish we'd known. Yes, yeah. And we can impart that to them. Okay to you know and, and explain to them how they can include that safely to their children so mm. that we that we can prevent this from happening whether it's now for them while they're at school yeah if not we're safeguarding they're going off to uni or yeah. for the future yeah 
Yeah, it's really important. So anyone out there, if they if they want some help, then please do get in touch. We'll we'll leave all the details for for Lauren and you raise me up underneath the podcast, and you can contact us through them. Or I, I, raise me, you raise me up. We've got a great website they can contact you through, haven't they? Yeah, a- yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And 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 finally, really, the other thing yeah. that, that that we need is um, is funding. We, of course, we, you we, do. Yeah, yes. we we don't get any government funding. There are there are. I'm not even sure if there's any charity who actually do what we do. So we, we're able to give free counselling, which is limited. Okay. Um, we were giving sort of open-ended counselling at one point, but we've had to limit that because we just don't have the funds. Right. But we are, um, you know, we have a fundraising team yep. who, who are organising events. We could do with volunteers. We, okay. we do sort of festivals. We do some fun events. Okay. People to do um, skydives, marathons, that yeah. kind of thing. But yeah. just to come and offer and uh, come along to festivals and, and help out, that kind of thing. So it's, you know, it's some fun stuff as well. Yeah. And then, of course, donations, um, corporate sponsorship, yeah, um, any anywhere really where people want to kind of help fundraise because that's what we're reliant on in order to provide the counselling. We provide support groups. Yeah, we have a coffee shop okay. where families can go as well. Right, um, and it's open to the public. And where is that? That's in Polgate. Yep. Okay. Polgate High Street. Yeah. Okay. And we have an office as well where where we sort of run all the fundraising. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. Fun. You're not. A, are you? Are you a, um, a Sussex-based business? What about? Do you help people in other areas? We, we have done. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we spread out to Kent, okay. uh, all over Sussex, okay. um, and even parts of Surrey. Okay. Um, so we have been further afield. All right. Um, we, we've we've been doing NHS referrals even. Okay. Um, which you know is a, is a tough one because yeah. we're not getting funding, but no. we're, we're helping them out okay. because they just can't cope with the number right. numbers, but. Also, we can't cope without further funding. Mm, okay, so put your hands in your pockets, everyone, um, and uh, approach them and help out fundraising. Fundraising. Any businesses out there, corporate membership and corporate um, support is really good. Um, you, can, you can put it straight in, and you don't pay tax on it as a charity donation. So that's all good. Um, okay, well, thanks, Lauren, for coming in and, and explaining what you do. It's such a. It, I was going to say it's a tricky thing, but let's not make it tricky. It doesn't have to be tricky or an awkward conversation. It has to be like you've explained so well. Uh, it needs to be something that's spoken about. So uh, please get in touch if you need to. So thank you. Thank you. Okay, and we'll see you all for another podcast soon. Thank you.